You're listening to United on Wheels, the web's best podcast for active wheelchair users. Your host this week. My name is Barbara Cornblow. I'm a consultant with United Spinal Association. United on Wheels, improving quality of life for wheelchair users one day at a time. Visit our website, www.unitedspinal.org. I want to welcome you all to this episode of United on Wheels, and this is um, part of our employment series, Pathway to Employment, where we're looking at people's experiences with returning to work um, after there's a spinal cord injury. My name is Barbara Kornblau. I'm your host today, and I am an occupational therapist and an attorney. Um, I also have a disability, but not a spinal cord injury. Um, I would like to introduce, I have our two guests actually introduce themselves today. Um, uh, Chanel and Brian, can you kind of tell us a little bit about your spinal cord injury experience, what level, et cetera? Sure, Chanel? yes. Yes. Hi. Um, so uh, my spinal cord injury um, happened from a car accident, um, actually being hit and run over by a car. And it uh, that happened about 10 years ago now. And uh, it's a T6 level, um, incomplete. And um, I have been back to work for about eight years now. Great. Thank you. Brian, could you introduce yourself a little bit with your story? Sure. Um, my, I am a C3, C4 uh, incomplete. And I was actually hurt um, at work about uh, Last month was nine years, and um, I worked for a building supply company. And okay, thank you. So, yeah. um, how how long after your injury, Brian, did you start thinking about returning to work? Oh, uh, probably, I guess about four years after I was injured. Mm-hmm. Now, you were in the building trade, so um, were you able to, did you have to change to a different, um, you know, a whole different occupation, or um, were you able to do something else in the building trade? Well, that was the the thing I was struggling with because kind of everything I, I knew was in that area, and I wanted to try to find something in that in the building industry um, but was having a very hard time kind of finding anything and and truthfully I was struggling trying to figure out what I could actually do you know being C3 C4 so I'm paralyzed from the shoulders down and um, just trying to figure out what I could do mm-hmm. um and Chanel, how long, how soon after your injury did you start thinking about going back to work? I started thinking about going back to work approximately a month or so um, after my injury. Um, it was it was something that I had started to talk about with my care team and my family um, in the acute rehab setting. And. Were you what kind of work do you, were you doing before your injury? Uh, I was a 
basically a project manager, um, technically a, a clinical uh, research analyst. So a lot of writing and conference calling, which didn't require uh, much, you know, physical labor. So were you able to go back to um, doing your same job? Yes, I was. Okay. Um, now, um, let, let's let's look at that for a minute. Um, did you, what were the first steps that you took after when you you know after your injury when you started looking about at going back to work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it really was all about having conversations with my medical you know care team um, and my family who was helping to take care of me right after injury and then also um, talking with my employer um, specifically my manager at the time um, who really was like my advocate for um, me coming back to work so it was really just talking to all of them about my interest in returning back to work and then um, you know what type of accommodations I would need um, given my wheelchair um, to return back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had a, like a team behind you, it sounds like, family, yes. employer, that's great. Um, now, Brian, did you, um, so you, you, were, you were four years out. Did you have a team that you put together when you, you know, like Chanel did when, when you were planning, you know, when you finally said, I, I've got to go back to work? No, I did not. Uh, I actually first started trying to look on my own. I got on the job search websites. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, okay. just started looking at, at different things. And it wasn't until um, the uh, at the time the executive director of of the uh, South Carolina chapter uh, was of United Spinal. Uh, yeah, we're our technical name is South Carolina Spinal Cord Injury Association. Mm-hmm. And she and I were talking and talking about work and my resume. She she really kind of got in my corner and introduced me to a. Um, state agency here we have in South Carolina called uh, the Department of Vocational Rehabilitation, mm-hmm. and they are state-funded, and their uh, purpose is to help individuals with disabilities get back into the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the states have an agency like that. Uh, some have a little different name. Uh, so it sounds like you had a really good experience with them. Uh, at my first experience was not very good because of the the counselor I was assigned um, when I went at my first meeting with with them. Uh, I had my wife with me, and they never spoke once spoke to me. To you, mm. they always spoke to my wife. Um, and oh, that's you know, terrible! I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. Yeah, and and being being workers' comp, you know, I had obviously I had some some income behind me, and she was asking me how much 
I made, and when I told her, she said, oh, you you make too much. We're not going to be able to help you. Ooh, that must have hurt. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that hurt was her not even speaking to me and Mm -hmm. not wanting to, not trying to even figure out how to help me. So were you able to get a different counselor, or you know, what what did you do from there? I was. That, that kind of set me back a little bit, and I tried going back out and doing it again on my own. And actually had a interview with one of the big box stores, and mm-hmm. they're usually with those you have to apply online and then they'll call you in for an interview. And as soon as I came in for the interview, um, they told me I wasn't going to be able to do the job because there were some physical requirements um, that I could not fulfill. Um, But I was hoping they would look past that and allow me to use my knowledge of... The building trade, yeah. Yeah, to help people on the floor and mm-hmm. with projects that they're trying to kind of figure out, and they wanted to, they want ultimately they wanted to put me in a call center where I could just answer phones. Which is That's frustrating. Exactly what I did. Yeah, what I didn't want to do, but mm-hmm. then I went back to Bug Rehab again, and they assigned me a different counselor. Much better experience then. That's great, uh, Chanel. What? Um, who? Who helped you the most? What kind of experiences did you have with other people trying to get back to work? Yeah. So um, the biggest help was the vocational rehab team through the um, rehab center um, that I went to. Uh, they were a huge help in coming out to my workspace to visit and see what kind of accommodations I would need. And then what they did was prepare a report for my employer um, to, you know, look at review and see if they could make these accommodations for me to return back to work. So that was the biggest help. And it was very successful in in getting um, the accommodations I needed to return. That's great. Um, You know, it's good when you have people who are experts and who talk to you (laughs) and include you in decision-making. Um, yes. Yeah. Now, Brian, when you finally got a, the um, voc rehab person that was helpful, how did that person help you? Uh, she was very encouraging. Um, she asked me what I wanted to do and the different things that I was interested in and would I be open to looking as a different path of uh, interest in in the job, and uh, but actually through networking uh, with a friend of mine who was in a a business networking group, he talked to a gentleman that was in the group with him and told him about me. And I uh, told him, you know, about my injury and all the things that I did. 
and I ended up uh, getting, or they ended up getting, Doug Rehab got in contact with, with, uh, well, he's my former employer, but um, got in contact with him and talked him through everything that Vocational Rehab could do, how they could accommodate me, that set me up with all the assistive technology that I would need to to be successful. Excellent. Yeah, and and he was willing to give me a chance. Mm-hmm. He wasn't so sure. this is your for, former employer. Yes. Wow, that's yeah, great. I After was, four years, that's really, you know, really amazing. That's great. And can you tell tell us a little bit more about the networking because networking is so important for looking for a job, whether you have a disability or don't have a disability. So much of it is who you know and who they know. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Yeah, it, it was actually my best friend, and he um, you know, he knows me really well, and and I was talking to a lot of different people, just trying to get get the word out there that I was looking for something, and um, there would be somebody that could just give me a chance to to try to see what I could do. But but it, it it really is a lot about who you know and who they know and the more you get your the more you get the word out there the the better chance you're gonna have. That sounds like really, really good advice. Um Chanel you in your story sounds so encouraging. Um you're you know, you went to your former employer, they, they made you know, they helped you and made changes and worked with you. Were you discouraged along the way by anything? Uh, yes, I I sure was um, discouraged along the way. Um, pretty eye-opening when you uh, first come out of the, the hospital and rehab and you have this new injury and you are now a wheelchair user, um, the interactions that you have with other people. And so that is discouraging overall um, in in public. But when I returned back to work, I also had those like odd and discouraging interactions with um, coworkers. And uh, a few examples that I think of is when I first came back, um, people having questions about, you know, well, what, what exactly happened? And, um, you know, why, why are you in that wheelchair? And um, I had one coworker offer to push me around the office when I uh, returned back to work, which, you know, I chuckle now. But in the moment when I was, you know, my first few days back to work and really excited to get back to work, I started back to work part time um, initially. And, uh, you know, to have that question of, oh, let me push you around, um, it was a little like, uh, am I going to get this every day? Is this something I have to deal with every day as I go to work? So, yeah, those interactions um, with the new injury was probably the most discouraging thing. Brian, did you have any experiences like that that were discouraging? When I got to work, I, I really, uh, I really didn't because. Everyone was very accommodating. They were they were willing to uh, 
learn about me and the things that I could do and and just being you know not having the use of my my arms or legs and they they were really surprised at what I could do they they weren't sure when I rolled in the door that okay who is this guy what's he what's he going to be able to do for us and uh and with the assistive tech technology and all that it was it, it made it much easier and and they were open mm-hmm. to it so that, that was a great thing so you had a, a a pretty good experience did some of the people i mean you've been gone for 4 years did you went back to your same employer so did some of the people um remember you from 4 years earlier before your accident what? Actually, I didn't go back to my former employer. Oh, okay. Before I got hurt, this this was a new. I got I got hired by a um, gentleman who owns a, a fence company, and actually. Okay, I am sorry, I misunderstood that. Oh, that's so okay. you came in fresh, and people accepted mm-hmm. you. Yes. Yeah, it was it was great. Chanel, could you tell us a little bit more? Some of the listeners may not understand what why when you were talking about as you, you know describe someone offering to push your chair could you talk a little bit more about what that means and and why that's something that sh- people shouldn't do yes sure so um you know when you have people who come up behind you and just push your chair which i've had as well um or offer um you know do you need to be pushed or uh, do you want do you want you know to be pushed around um really the point is that the wheelchair is an extension of my body and it's how i get around it's how i live um you know it gives me the independence to go to work and travel and do all the other things that i do in my life so it's like asking someone hey do you need help crossing the street let me move your leg like that's what i compare it to and um you know, unless a person uh, asks you for help or invites you to help them and push their chair or touch their chair, then that's okay. But there really shouldn't be an assumption that, you know, someone who is a wheelchair user needs help and is not independent and in just going about their routine. Thank you for explaining that. I think you really hit that nail on the head. Um, Brian, have you had a similar experience like that? Yes, occasionally. Um, one of the the biggest things that that I tend to deal with is people will come up and lean on the uh, back of my chair, like I'm their uh, like their uh, like I'm their armrest when they're they're trying to talk Ooh. to me. They'll come up to the side and just lean on my chair, um, and I'll have to ask him to, to say, would you mind not leaning that on my chair? Um, some people will uh, just, uh, if I have a have to get a piece of paper or something, they'll, they'll just stick it on my lap without asking me, like I'm my own, uh, like my, my lap is my own tray. Kind of like forgetting that we all have personal space and, and we don't invade other people's personal space, including if you're sitting in a wheelchair. That, right. That's your personal space. Um, right. That now, must if you be... had asked me, yeah, if you had asked me, hey, where do you, where would you like me to 
the, would you like me to do with the paper? Say, oh, you can just set it on my lap. I'll, I'll take it with me. That, that'd be great. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. I, th- I think a lot of people who are listening are going to learn something from these, you know, your, both of your experiences and how to attitudes and how to treat people a little bit better, that you don't make assumptions about what your, you know, personal space, basically, in a nutshell. Um, so, let's see, Chanel, do you have um, tips for other people who are trying to return to work? And maybe you could kind of tell us a little bit, too, about some of the accommodations they made for you. Oh, sure, yes. So, um, I will I'll start with tips for people looking to return back to work. I would say the biggest thing is to, if you are interested in returning back to work, you know, make that known to your employer. And um, they may not necessarily, the employer, uh, have um, interactions or knowledge about uh, persons with disabilities or people who are also wheelchair users. So they may not know that the ability, you know, is there and the interest is there, just like anyone else looking to return to work after surgery or what have you. So I would say just make that known to your employer and um, see how you can you can work with them to um, you know provide accommodations for you to return back to work and um, do your job. And for me, my company was really great with providing um, a few accommodations that were really helpful um, for me to get back to work. One accommodation included an automatic door opener um, into the suite where my office is. Um, That's great. Yeah, really helpful because the doors are very heavy, glass doors, and um, in a wheelchair, that gets tricky, having to come through those doors and out of those doors every day. Um, And then the other accommodations uh, were in my office, so they put a printer on my desk so I didn't have to travel down the hallways to wow. print things and pick them up. They, um, actually, my coworkers, so this isn't necessarily my job providing <laughs> this accommodation, but my coworkers, coworkers came together and bought me a really nice mini fridge oh, to put so nice. on my desk, you know, mm-hmm. so that was just really amazing to come back to. And um, on the bathroom door, uh, the the company actually removed the spring from the door so it just kind of has swings open freely and it doesn't uh, it's not as hard to open that bathroom door so those were a few of uh, the com- the accommodations mm-hmm. um brian um, what what is what was your situation do you have tips um what kind of accommodations do they make for you sure uh well one they were a small manufacturing facility, so they they would actually make sure all the aisles were were clear, so I could get out in the warehouse and and roll around and not have to um, be able to get down all the aisles and and get to a lot of the the different pieces of equipment to see what was going on, uh, and then folk uh, rehab. Purchased a an adjustable height desk for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, they they made a few little pieces of um, 
they made it actually it's called a, a laptop easel so that it'll prop the laptop up at an angle so mm -hmm. I can see it better and to, to use my um, iPad I can set that on top of my keyboard that has an app on it to where I can use my mouse stick and um, oh, use my good. computer through my iPad. Oh, that's great. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, my employer actually bought me a laptop because everybody else had desktops, so, mm -hmm. but uh, it was much easier for me to use use a laptop and vocational rehab uh, bought me a second screen, a second monitor, so that Broke way rehab. I could have multiple, yeah, so I could have multiple mm -hmm. um, windows open at the same time, so I'm not having to flip back and forth. That's and, uh, great. So you had a combination yep. of, of accommodations from folk rehab and from your employer. Yes, it was it was a great uh, great. Now, team. did you did you come up with the accommodations, or did they bring in someone to make suggestions, or how did that work? The accommodations for my office, we actually took what I have set up in my home office. Ah, okay. And, mimic, and mimicked it. Mm -hmm. so I worked That's with great. The, I worked with the the rehab engineer at Boke Rehab, and he uh, took some pictures, and and he basically set everything up just like I have at home. Great. So you had some um, expertise from VR come in. Yes. Help. Yeah, that's great. Um, so do you have any tips for people that want to return to work? Yeah. Um, Sounds like going to VR is a good one. It's it's a it's a very good one. Uh, they've if got you hang a lot in there. Resources. Yeah. yeah, they've got a lot of the resources that that can that can make it uh better for you to to be successful uh and I mean my my advice is don't be afraid to put yourself out there you know, having going through the initial onset of a spinal cord injury is a is a huge adjustment anyway but um you can't be afraid to fail I think if, you know a lot of the time, a lot of the ways you learn is is when you fail. If something doesn't work. Okay, that didn't work. Let's try something different. Mm -hmm. Sounds like good advice. Sounds like you both have very good advice for people who are going through this pathway to employment. Um, I want to thank you both for helping us uh, tell your stories and giving advice to other people with spinal cord injuries who want, also want to return to work. And I hope our listeners found this very um, helpful um, and can see their own pathway to employment. Thank you very much. United Spinal is a founding member of the Secure Work Coalition. The Secure Work Coalition aims to protect and improve work incentive and benefits counseling programs within Social Security, such as Ticket to Work, TTW, that help beneficiaries of Social Security Disability Programs return to work. Coalition members, 
including disability advocacy and employment services organizations, provide return-to-work assistance and benefits counseling for the disability community. Find us on Facebook at Secure Work Coalition. United Spinal's Pathways to Employment program is supported by the generous contributions of Coca-Cola, Verizon, Genentech, and Allsup. You're listening to United on Wheels, the web's best podcast for active wheelchair users. Visit our website, www.unitedspinal.org. Follow United Spinal Association on Facebook. Connect with United Spinal on Twitter via United Spinal. United on Wheels, rolling on by.